You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow! Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm -hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What's up? You are listening to the movie show. On Active FM. With Sash. And Roy. <laughs> and today we have a very interesting movie review for you. <laughs> I will tell you this. The director is Clint Eastwood. Yes, the director is Clint Eastwood, which is one of the reasons I actually wanted to watch the film. Yeah. So how I stumbled upon this film, because it is a 2008 film, so it's really uh, like whole 12 years ago. It's not a film that you're just like, oh yeah, I wanted to watch that movie. How I stumbled upon it was, um, I've mentioned before, I'm reading a book on script writing, and she will often make references to actual movies because she's trying to get a, a point across. And one of the movies she brought up was this movie. It is called Changeling. Yes. It's a very weird I name. I don't know how to pronounce it, by the way. I think it's Changeling. Yeah. There, there is a... I will tell you the definition of the word a bit later, but I, that's how I actually came upon it. And then she was talking about it. She was talking about the storyline, the characters, and then I went to search it. And then I saw Angelina Jolie, Clint Eastwood. I was like, this looks brilliant. So that is why I chose to watch this film. I was I'm, actually not, I'm not disappointed that I watched it. Uh... Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit funny. I, I was actually <laughs> going to ask you, um, you know, how who, who told you to... Because the thing is this. Can I tell you what I'm battling with, right? Mm -hmm. Real-life drama, okay? Uh, if you notice, the last two movies that I've picked, <laughs> they've been okay. No, Cold know? Pursuit was horrible, right? I'm saying that they've straight. Been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, like, movie... Uh, sorry, movies come with this Sashi. Sashi comes with this movies, and it's like... Movie. So I, I was like, where? So she tell us, where do you get these movies from? Okay, and there now she's given us the, um, yeah, her, her secrets. She's reading books. So movies, they come from books. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. However, I would like to say that this movie is not for the faint of heart. It really is an emotional ride. I mean, I say that it's not a feel-good movie at all. So if you want to watch a movie where at the end you're like, ah, this is not the movie to watch. This movie I've had for a long time and I had to emotionally prepare myself to watch it because I knew it was not... I yeah, I even did I just wanted to check. So I did, before telling Ryan, can we do it? I did check about nudity and any pornography there's nothing in it there is scenes so there's two scenes where so the one scene she the the mother is sent to a psychi psychiatric ward and they it's actually torture i'm they sorry they no but that's yeah. torture the way they do it and then they yeah. do check who they check for syphilis but they don't show you you don't see it's not like ah type of thing and then there's another scene where she looks at her son, who's not actually her son, and realizes he's circumcised, and her son wasn't circumcised, but they don't show you anything. So you just sort of see the bottom of legs. Yes. Of so it's not. It's yeah. It's not explicit in that way. What I mean by it's not a feel-good movie is this movie. It takes you on such an emotional ride, and one of the reasons is because it's a true story. So when you see, there is a lot of sick things that happen. 
uh, a lot of events where you're just like, how do people do that? Like, what is wrong with people? And the, the, the part that's sad is that it's a true story. Yeah. So if you're not ready for an emotional ride, don't watch this film. Hey, 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 hey. Wake up. It's a very zero. Did you hear them? Listen, listen. Can you hear them? I've got two sons, and so the fa- but yeah, you know, the th- okay. So this, this is what I'll say: the, the 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 way that the movie was shot in it, it's you know, it's 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 shot really, really still good old school yeah. cinematography, and I, like. Can I just say, they don't make movies the way they used to. They really don't. And when you do find the good movies, um, and you'll find that a lot of film making or film you know, books uh, that, that they write on, they always write on the, the old movies. Yeah. Uh, like say, she just said now, so these were one of the movies that were in one of her books. And I can, t- obviously, Clint Eastwood being the cinematographer, he's obviously, um, he's learned the good old way of making movies. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's not often you come across a uh, a director or a cinematographer who wants to shoot a movie and they, they want to shoot it and they want to do pans. Everything that they do within the film is on purpose. Mm. Uh, Busy adding on to the story or adding on to, you know, the storytelling. They're not just like, uh, okay, the man's about to get arrested. Okay. Uh, Camera's just getting arrested. No, that guy's in the way. Can you try from here? Okay, cool. <laughs> there's, there's methods behind that they do it. Yeah. And that is the part of this movie that I really, really enjoyed. So also, same. I mean, you're right. It's an emotional roller coaster. Like, the, the, I can literally sit down and I can start, li- I can write, the, you know, every chapter and every issue was it. And like, the amount of different stories that's within this one story. Yes. That's why what? she used this. She was talking about, so the, the author of the book was talking about your main storyline, which is known as your A storyline. Which is the boy, right? Yes, which is the whole, the boy's gone missing and now it's what's happened. But then you get your sl- sub storylines or subplots and your subplots are supposed to actually add to your main plot, but it brings in dimension. And they actually say most of the time people remember the subplots more than the main plot. So your subplots are very, very important. But the way they told the story story was brilliant like the court case everything different yes it wasn't just one person it's like they started off they're like all right uh the investigating officer okay chief of police okay let's get you out the way boom there you go sort yourselves out then it was the and uh i do love the way that they handled the court case as well Mm. Because I was like, oh, is this a court case movie? <laughs> right. And no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It was just at the end. And what's also interesting is within the storyline, you have Christine Collins, who's played by Angelina Jolie, who's the mother. She is the main character throughout. 
and you follow her story. But How then good was her acting? Her eh? acting was on I've another never, level. I've never ever seen her like that. No, her acting was Kate, crazy. Like usually, and you know, she, she's like this really uh, tough chick. Yeah, no, not, she wasn't. Not tough, not I was like, do something. Don't just be her a pushover. Body, the, the way the way her body, she she, I, I really felt sorry for this. Yes. This 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 this, this you know this helpless, uh, weak you know mother who's just trying to you know and the way she's been like pushed through the media and the cops and all that type of stuff. You know, she didn't. I don't know. It was, oh, it was really, really cool. It yeah. was. But then there was another character. His name was Detective Lester, and he was the one that came upon the murders. So I'll explain the storyline now. But what they did was, you that character was introduced. Obviously, Christine Collins was introduced, but those two characters only spoke in the last scene of the film. That is the only time those two characters actually intersected with one another. The, but before that, they might have been in the same room or the same police station, or but there was never communication between the two of them. And yet the way they brought the story together, because usually it's like, do you understand? You need to, it needs to connect somehow. They needs to, it needs to add up to the storyline. But the way they did that was brilliant. And you, you didn't know what was coming next. It wasn't predictable. Every scene was like, oh no, oh no, what's happening now? It was, it was the storyline, the script was brilliant. The script really was on another level. So are you the only one in your household that, have, that has watched this film? Yes, I am. <laughs> because I can imagine your mother's reaction uh, in the first part where, so what happens? The boys goes missing. Yes. And then uh, the police come forward to her work. Yes. And at first you're like, oh no, no, he's dead. Oh no. And then he rocks up and, and even starts talking. This is so and so. He's involved. Whatever. I'm like, dude, just get to the point. <laughs> I'm like, please, she just wants to know about her boy. And then he's like, we, we found, found him. him he's yeah. alive. And I'm like, yeah. And I can imagine your mom's reaction. Oh, thank heavens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, then it continues. I'm like, no, wait. Because now you, you can tell they're putting certain uh, emphasis on certain things. They're dragging, you know, this whole mm. thing out. Usually it's like, I mean, uh, cutaway. There he is, home yeah. in each other's arms. Yay. But there's just, there's, there's, ah, you see, this is what I'm talking about. There's this method in the way the story's been told. That keeps that you as the audience like, uh, intact. No, wait, no, wait, hang on. Something's wrong. Mm. Something's wrong. You know, and then, I mean, even like the, the police officers and the way that they keep looking at the press and uh, like, yeah. uh, everything, the detail, every, I was just like, no, this, that's an, the story is told the way they, the story's not nice. It's not a nice story. It's not a nice story. story. Ryan hates the story. It's really, it's a, it's a very, it's not a nice story. When you get to the end of the film, you really feel you can't even feel troubled, actually. So the story's not nice, but the way they told the story was brilliant. It really was. So if you're like, okay, I don't know what the story is. In a nutshell, it's based on a true story where a woman's son goes missing. So Christine Collins' son goes missing. And then the police find him. And when they bring this boy to her, it's not her son. And she says to them, this isn't my son. And the police, they were very corrupt. And there was a whole lot of go going on within the LAPD. So they like, no, it is your son. He's just gone through a lot because he was found like five months later. So, And then they kept pushing her. And she then was like, this isn't my son. And she started hacking away at the police. And the police didn't like that because they were corrupt. And, you know, there was a whole lot of stuff going on inside. So they didn't want the media on them etc etc and the story is basically of how she attacks the police or gets the police to a point where people realize this is the corruption going on but 
Spoiler alert, in the end, her son isn't found. He's not found. In the movie, they ended off on a note of he, there's hope that he is still alive, but in real life, because it is a true life story, the boy was killed. There's, there's evidence that the boy was killed. So that's the story. So in real life, they actually found the boy's body? Or... Well, in real life, so what happened was, at the time, there was a, a really, really sick guy that was murdering children. So literally, he'd kidnap children. He would then put them in a, ch- a chicken coop and then axe them to death. Is there any background on that guy? Like, is there a reason why he did it? Did that guy like have like some bad childhood experience? I don't know. I mean, they don't give you background. How do you how do you do that? How however, do you, however, oh. so in the film, he kills and he gets his nephew to help him. So he forces his yeah. young nephew to help him. And one of the things he says is they'll pick up children and what they would say was, Your parents have been in a really bad accident. I'm here to pick you up to take you to the hospital. But a child wouldn't just get in the car with a stranger. But because there was a boy in the car, another child, they would then go, okay, well, if there's another child, then I'm safe. So he'd use his nephew as a way to get the kids in. And then he even had, had, he even got the nephew to commit murder. The, he was black, not blackmailing, but he was, the boy was filled, filled with fear because he was threatening he'd kill him if he didn't do it. So... He was doing that with the boy. Now, in the film, how it came out, how this whole thing came out was the boy, that boy was arrested for immigration. So he was illegally in America. And then he went forward to the police and said, this is actually what's going on down there. And there's been these murders. But what actually happened was the sister who is shown in the film at one point. So the guy's sister goes and visits him and figures out this is what's going down. She then goes back to Canada where she tells the police in Canada and they inform the LAPD. And then what the LAPD did was in order to get them, they did play on the immigration thing and that's how they ended up getting the nephew and then he obviously admitted and that's how they took him down. However, do you know that... So Northcott was his name. His mother was also involved in murders. So in the film they don't... They didn't bring in the mother as a character, but in real life, the mother actually admitted to killing Walter Collins, who's the boy that went missing. And then she later on apparently retracted that statement, but yeah, because she confessed, they put that murder on her. So I suppose if your mother's willing to do it, there's kind of no hope for you. Wow. Sorry, I'm I'm just clicking here. (laughs) So maybe he did it because his mom was doing, but why was his mom? I this don't know. Is, you just get, uh, yeah. This is so whack. It is. That oh, my goodness. Yeah. But on to the movie side of things. So the budget for the film was 55 million US dollars. Guess how much they made box office? 113,4 million US dollars. So they did well. They, they doubled. They did do well. They did, they did very well which is pretty cool. It was a good film, though, from, from a movie-making perspective. One of my favorite characters uh, acted in, uh, well, yeah, acted in this movie, uh, John Malkovich. Yes. Um, there's something I enjoy about his acting, and it's, it's not that he's a, you know, a good, versatile character, blah, 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 etc. I just love the way that he, 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 he's, his appearance on screen. And it was it, it it was such he's got this very strict straightforward you know not playing t- I don't know I just uh, even like his accent and the yes, way yes he's, he's got talks, a distinct voice yeah I enjoy his 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 acting whenever he's on screen I'm like ah it's that guy mm. you know and I've actually 
I've I've heard I've even watched um, interviews with him as well, um, and he seems to be that kind of character. <laughs> that he seems to have just that that like very uh, uh, serious type of character. Straightforward. I, I, I think I'd like to have him as an uncle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what I liked about his character in the film is he's a reverend that actually knows about all the corruption that's going on in the LAPD, and he makes it his mission to. Uncover all of this. Expose it. Yes, yeah. so he's very instrumental in helping Christine Collins bring the what's happened to light and all of that. So, and I liked it because normally the reverend or the pastor is painted in a bad light in films. Where in this film he was actually like the hero character because without him, like even when they send, so they even the police sends her to a psych, psych, psychiatric ward because she was getting too close to the truth and all of that. When he came in and got her out of there, I was like, yes, this guy is gangster. I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. So Clint Eastwood directed the film. Do you know that he agreed to direct the film the same afternoon he read the script? So he read the script. So he read it and he said, cool. He was like, I'm doing it. Oh, damn, let's do it. Now, this is interesting. So the screenwriter is J. Michael Straczynski. I think that's how you pronounce his surname. He first learned of the story of Christine Collins from an unnamed source at Los Angeles City Hall. The source had stumbled upon some case files regarding the Winville chicken coop murders, which was where all those bo uh, boys were murdered. And found a whole lot of documents scheduled for destruction. He then took the files and became obsessed with the case, doing extensive research over the course of a year. He tried to make it into a television project, but never, never found a solid way to do it. Virtually every event depicted in this movie appears as cited in legal documents, with dialogue often taken from court transcripts, and he wrote his first draft of the screenplay in only 11 days. Oh, wow. You don't understand. That's not... You don't write your first draft in 11 days. Like, that doesn't happen. Because oh, of all the conversations and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Like and it's a two-hour and how... It was what? 22. 22 minutes. So, it's close to two and a half hours, which is a lot of screen time, which means a lot of writing. And uh, with all the research... So, this really, for him, was like a passion project. He really... And you know how much was cut from the film? There was an additional 50 minutes, I think. What? 50 minutes that was cut from the film. Yeah, in the final cut, which is crazy. Wow. Right? Okay. And then talking about the name. So, obviously, it's Ch Changeling, which is a very odd name. This is where it comes from. So... It's a European folk legend where supposedly fairies, elves, trolls, or even the devil would occasionally steal young children from their cradles and leave a false child, which was called a changeling, in its place. The changeling would grow sick and die or exhibit bad behavior as it grew up, while the real child would supposedly become the slave of those who took it. So that's where the name came from. It came from that folk legend. Oh. Yeah. Obviously, in this film, her boy was taken and then replaced with another boy. Yes. And then, do you know Reese Witherspoon was one of the people that wanted to be Christine Collins? 
which is the mother. But Clint Eastwood cast Angelina Jolie at the suggestion of producer Ron Howard, who noted that Jolie's look would be the best fit for the time period. And she did. She fit the time period so well, like to a T. It really really was good. And then also Clint Eastwood said that he cast Jolie because she is a mother and she knows what it would feel like if one of her kids were kidnapped. So he wanted, which she did bring across, that emotion she she really did bring it across, which was brilliant. She did a, yeah. Ron Howard wanted to direct the film, but due to scheduling conflicts, he decided rather to just serve as producer and then obviously got Clint Eastwood involved in making the film. As the director. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Just to mention, so some, some items that isn't mentioned in the film, the boy that actually played... Or the boy that pretended to be Walter Collins. Yes. So the reason in the film what they do is they they say that they almost give you the impression that the LAPD forced him to do it. So they like sat him down, said you need to be Walter Collins. This, yeah, like what happened. So what actually happened in real life was that boy ran away from his stepmother. And then while he was on the road, someone found him and said, you look like this missing Walter Collins. And after being found by the police, he then decided to play along, claiming to be the missing Walter in hope that he wouldn't have to go back home. So that's the reason why he claimed to be Walter Collins, because he didn't want to go back home. How do you find yourself in the midst of something like that? Then? I know, right? <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's a crazy... It really is a crazy story. And then also one thing that's also very interesting is that in the film, Christine Collins phones the police on the day uh, that he, or that the night that he goes yeah. missing. They obviously then tell her you can only report a missing person after 24 hours. I saw that coming. Yes, which is actually st- terrible when like someone's in that state. But apparently what happened was she actually didn't report it until I think four days after he went missing. And the reason was because so in a, in the film her husband is referred to and that she says to Walter Collins that the reason why her husband left was because he was trying to he was running away from responsibility. But actually what happened was he was actually in prison. He was serving time in prison. So she initially thought that the husband had kidnapped the child. So she she thought it was the husband. And then eventually realized it wasn't. And that's when she called the that's police. That's what I thought. I was yeah. like, I bet you it's the father. Father, yeah. It's the father. And I mean, especially with this movie, um, they would not, you know, the whole movie, obviously, uh, like we've said, we've got different sort of uh, stories and scenarios that come together that all add on to this, this, the, the, the main story. And whenever they introduced um, a, a, a new story, you know, a new part into the story. So, for example, you would see uh, the main character. What is her name? Christine her name? Collins. Christine, right? Yeah. So, it would have, you know, whatever. The, the scene would end where, with her. And then next minute, there's a new character on scene. They're in a unknown place. Completely different place, yeah. And you're like, wait, what's going on here, you know? Yeah. And that that happened various times because, like I said, uh, you've got you've got different uh, things that have um, that have happened in this movie. You've got the whole thing of the LAPD and the corruption in there. I mean, that sounds like a movie on its own. Right. The corruption of the LAPD. <laughs> LAPD. <you know? laughs> yeah. 
Uh, um, and that was just like one of the things there. Then there's the missing boy, you know, and then yeah. there's the officer who found, you know, <laughs> that stumbled a car, you know. <laughs> it's like all these different things that have all come together. And it's like, wait, how does this add on? I mean, especially the boy that was found. I'm like, I was also, I'm like, wait, yeah. who is he? And the movie just moves on. You're like, wait, No, but they he? did explain at the end. Yeah. They sort of, because they found his mom and then she was all happy. And then he was, he, he, said that the police made me do it and then she obviously quickly takes him up so they really he put it on the the lapd but the lapd can't do that you can't tell a woman this is your son when she knows it a mother is the best person to know do you understand what i'm saying yeah like when they did that and then the fact that they 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 literally kidnapped her without a warrant put her in a psychiatric ward they would they would uh what's the word where they electrocute them but it's it's not electric. They don't call it electrocution. You know when they connect, it's to your brain. Yeah, it's like some therapy. Oh, yeah. I was just like shock therapy. Shock therapy. Yes, that was it. And th- but they were literally torturing. And the scary part was in the psychiatric ward was a whole lot of women who had gotten in the way of the police. The police didn't like them, and so what they did was they called it a code twelve, and they would send these women to the psychiatric ward to because they insane and then but actually it was this woman was being beaten up by her husband who was part of the police and when she tried to do something about it they sent off this Same woman thing, was yeah. it literally was always these women for the code 12 all of these women had been put there because they had gotten in the way of the police and then which was crazy yeah. You see, that's what I was saying this is like a movie on its own just that whole corruption thing with the LAPD and especially when they're like, this is supposed to be the city of angels, you know. Right. So, so it was, yeah. It it did end, it ended off as well as it could, I suppose, for being a true life story. So justice does come. The head of police, he's kicked out. The The main officer that was working with Christine Collins, he's kicked out. The mayor even, because and the mayor was involved. I think that's where the whole big, uh, corruption thing was, was, yeah. was the mayor. Yes. Obviously, he put in then people that he could trust, yeah. etc. Yeah. So they were obviously disbanded. The North Northcott who committed the murders of the boys, he was hung. He was actually he spent two years in prison and then he was he he got the death penalty and was hung. Although in the movie, so in the movie, Christine Collins is there when he dies. That didn't happen in real life. She actually wasn't there the morning that he was hung. But now this was also quite interesting. So the fate of Stanford Clark. So he's the 13-year-old boy who was forced by his uncle Northcott to participate in the murders. So also in the film, you don't know what happens to him. So he obviously is sent to prison. He serves time in prison. But this is actually what happened. So after leading the police to the bodies at his uncle's farm, Clark was sentenced to five years at a prison, and after that, a sympathetic LA district attorney later had his sentence reduced to 23 months after the school reported that Clark showed promising job skills and a genuine desire to reform. Clark returned to Canada, where he served in the Canadian military during World War II and later worked as a mailman for 28 years. He married, adopted, and raised two children and served local community causes throughout his life, and then he died in 1991. So he at least, he turned his life around. Well, now there you go. And he was shame. He was filled with so much remorse. I felt so bad with for him. He literally he he couldn't. He w- he he had to come clean. 
Like he actually yeah. he had to complete, and he served his time. It's not like he didn't. He he served his time, yeah, and there, there was a fair yeah. justice. And so forth. I I guess look, yeah, I, you can say that. Well, now there's something good that happened, out of it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So this film, it's a brilliant film. From a filmmaking perspective, it's a very good film. The storyline is not a nice storyline. So if you don't like nice storyline, if you like nice storylines, I would not suggest you watch this film. If you'd like to give it a go, give it a go. But just know it's not a feel-good movie. It can be quite disturbing. It can be quite disturbing, actually. This is a movie me and my family will not be watching together. <laughs> <laughs> if my family wants to. Although I don't even know if I want to watch it again, personally. Because it's so traumatic. It's actually like the, they really pull on your emotions, which is good. Yeah. Because as a movie, your, your audience should be emotionally invested in the film. And you are very invested in this film. Like you go through a range of emotions from anger to tears to freaking out to everything. There's no closure in this movie. And I think that's, yeah. that's the thing that um, is disturbing about it. It's a tragic story. That's what it is. It's actually, it's a tragic story. And because it's based on it, if it wasn't based on a true life story, they could have at the end had Walter. So at the end, one of the other, so there were obviously a lot of boys that were taken. And at the end, one of the boys is found alive. And he's then um, interviewed by the police officer and then reunited with his parents and he obviously explains what went down which I don't think is 100% accurate to what actually happened but I think the reason they brought it in was to make sure the movie did end off on like just a little bit of a, a hopeful note because that movie ends with Christine Collins having hope for finding her son which obviously in real life never happened. Yeah, never happened they do say at the end of the film that she never stopped looking for Walter, which is terrible because, yeah. yeah that is terrible. Th yeah. You see, that's the part that I'm talking about. Yeah. And, uh, just the way the movie ended, I was just like, I think I got up, was busy finishing. I'm just like, ah, they're not going to find the boy. It's fine. Let me give you the <laughs> Yeah. Because it, it, it was exactly at that point that there's always hope. And I'm like, twack. There's no hope. <laughs> at least you'll see him in heaven. There is hope. Well, that was the other thing I thought about. I was just like... Which the reverend did bring up. Obviously, she was still... That's true. Hopeful, yeah. That is very true. Yes. Okay. I like that. <laughs> so there is hope. I like that. Yes. So she Not in this world, but after this world, there I, is hope. I hope she got saved. <laughs> yes. I think yes. she would have because she was close to the reverend. You see? And, yeah. So one day when she died, she was reunited with Walter. So it did have a happy ending. Yes. <laughs> there we go, right? Just for you. They should have just added that ending scene of her going to heaven. Well, they right? Had, they finished with the wording at the end about the whole thing that obviously the corruption in the police station that had gotten sorted and she had continued to look for <clears throat> her boy. You didn't know anything about this film going in, hey? No. See, I did. I didn't even... Shame. So you really were like, yes. I knew. I was like, she's not going to find her son. Is it? She, yeah. So, um, sorry, right? Next time I'll emotionally prepare you. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, this is what I like about movies because uh, this is where, when it really, really grips you. Yeah. Um, so, I rented this off uh, Google Play Movies. And obviously, just there's, there's a short uh, synopsis. Yes, that's the correct word, right? Mm -hmm. After Christine's only son goes missing, I was like, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> okay, just rent, 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 rent. Rent, and then you watch it. Let's watch, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to know. I prefer it that way. It really, really takes you. Like I said, you can imagine when that cop first came up and like, <clears throat> well, he's alive. I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, I was no, like, he's not. Yes. You're lying, sis. This is so good. I looked at my wife. I'm like, you should watch this. She's like, no, the boy goes missing. I'm like, yeah, but you should watch this. And then I watched the movie and I was like, no. Don't just, watch it. Don't do it. <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Reactive. Being reactive is being a people of reaction, people of change, being a movement of young people. It's not just a band. It's not just good music or inspiring words. It's not just catchy. It's life-changing. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So this has brought us to the end of our movie show. And there is still hope for you because you can go to social media. And while we are not with you anymore for the rest of this week, we will be back next week. But you can check us out on social media and comfort yourself there. Right, Ryan? Absolutely. <laughs> we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor, Gab, and Reddit. Plus, we have an amazing website, www.activefm.co.za. And of course, if you are a Spotify subscriber, we are on Spotify as well. Just search for us there, hit the subscribe so that you can subscribe to our podcasts, um, as well as all the other wonderful shows that Active FM has. Yes, I know we are not the only uh, show on Active FM. And so it goes the same for YouTube as well. You go look for, uh, there are two channels we are on, not just one, because we are too much. So <laughs> go look on Active FM, go search for the Active FM movie show, and go search for Active TV. And while you're there at Active TV, do me a favor, go hit subscribe as well. And hit the bell button because life is so hectic right. that you want to be reminded whenever new shows come out. And like I said, we are not the only show. There are tons there. Go, and then after you've subscribed and hit the bell button, go then to the playlist. You want to go to the playlist because uh, I'm not going to tell you why. You want to go have a look there? Yes, go have a look. Yeah. So this has been the movie show on Active FM. We are saying goodbye now. Signing out. Peace out. Active FM. Radio has never been better.